0: Log Talk
1: Radio. Welcome to Take Two Radio. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Oh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Take2Radio. I'm Pam, your host. And joining me tonight, I think that we pretty much have the whole crew here. We have David, we have Candace, and we have Anthony, and we have Carolyn,
2: are no. you all here? Hey, hey, hey. Hey. No, we don't have Carolyn.
1: Hello. We don't We don't have Carolyn. Okay. Well maybe Carolyn's a little yeah, yeah. bit late. Pardon?
2: Yeah, I think she might be late.
1: Okay. Well, let's get on with the fun. She can join us <laughs> when she joins us. <laughs> so well, Tonight, we have a special guest, and we're very pleased to have with us actor, writer, producer, director, a guy of many, many hats, Brian James. And many of you may remember him from the hit web series, Youthful Days, as Drew Castle and his many personalities. And now he's here to talk about his new limited series, Bloodbath, as well as other projects. So we're going to give a warm welcome to Brian James as soon as I can press the button here. There we go.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Hi. How are you doing? Nice introduction. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you guys. So cool to be here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We're so excited to talk to you tonight. So we have... A limited amount of time to speak with you, because we know that you're very busy. So <laughs> li- let's get down to the nitty-gritty.
3: <laughs> yeah, sounds good.
1: Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about how you decided to get into the entertainment industry. Everybody's always curious about that.
3: Totally. Um I wanted to go on to independent study when I was in high school because I just knew in my blood, like I'm an actor and I'm here to tell stories. And um, my family was like, no, you have to complete high school. So immediately after I completed high school, I moved to L.A. And I started studying acting. Her name is Ivana Chubbuck. And I had Googled at the time just kind of some acting, you know, thespians that I really admired, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jennifer Aniston, Halle Berry. Ivanka Shodek has, like, coached with a lot of people. And so I worked with her, and that kind of, like, led to getting an agent and a manager, which led to auditioning. And I I was pinned for a couple things, you know, that I didn't get, like Grey's Anatomy. I've gone into them a lot. And and then I did book um, Rebel Without a Cause. It was, like, a James Dean short project. And then immediately after that, I started to do Useful Days. And then everything becomes a blur because youthful days was like five or six years of a lot of hard work, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, it kind of just was one step at a time. But that was that was my journey so far.
1: But that is huge. I mean, there's not a lot of people that step into acting and get to where you are so quickly, at least I think it's quickly because I don't know how many years it took you to Thank get you. to where you are now.
3: No, I appreciate that, yeah, it's hard work, and there's no guarantees, and it's not an easy thing to do. so I appreciate you recognizing you know that because it is uh it is hard. <laughs> Yeah,
1: well, you definitely are talented in so many different ways, so, you know, that was a huge stepping stone to get you where you are today. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Now, I know that you created, you star, you direct, and I don't know, I think you produce, I don't know, maybe not, in your new (laughs) series, Bloodbath.
3: No, I do. Yeah, I tell jokes yeah, like do. it sounds like I did the craft service as well. You know, we <laughs> I was gonna say. It's just like, yeah, gosh, you have your so finger in every right.
1: pie. <laughs>
0: I know,
3: right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm the, the production coordinator as well. COVID onset, COVID tester. No, <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> which we did my have,
3: gosh. but yeah. <laughs> though, yeah, when, when I hear it, it sounds like a lot, so I just try to, like, make fun of it, even though I do do all of that, it's,
1: it's like, you know. Well, I can imagine you go home either elated or exhausted or a little bit of both when you were creating and, and doing <laughs> yeah. all these, you know.
3: <laughs> no, totally. That's well said. <laughs>
1: well, we're really, really excited for it to come out on November 12th, um, and it's Blood bla- blood bath. Mass- TV.net, where we'll be
3: able to view it, yeah. correct? Yeah, you oh. can go there now and pre-order it, and then right on November 12th, it will drop at midnight. I'm very excited for you guys to see this.
1: Oh, we are, too. I mean, the trailer, it's very action-packed. There's drama. There's suspense. Yeah. There's, like, everything. Why don't you go ahead Thank and share you. with our listeners what Bloodbath is about and who's in it and all the yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah
3: definitely bloodbath is a cop drama that takes place in the last year and it actually starts right before the last election and i play a character named mark and and he's a democrat and that comes into play because he gets partnered with this other guy named barry who has been friends with him for many years and he's a hardcore republican and um just the climate of what we've all been living through they they (laughs) the title says You know, hints that that doesn't go well, and it's like um, it's interesting because we touch on COVID and we touch on obviously politics and just kind of everything going on in the country. But it's also entertaining, and there's a lot of twists and turns in a classic kind of storytelling structure way. And I think that people will really be surprised by it, and hopefully, they will be moved by it because you know it's got a lot kind of intensely going on for it i work with primarily jacob yawn as i'm sure you guys know he's amazing Mm -hmm. and he also produces this with me yeah he's the sergeant and so um I was saying to him that it, it's a totally different context, but oh, I remember we were doing a rehearsal once and I was saying, it felt like I'm Lois Lane and he's like Perry White because I'm always <laughs> going to him trying to get something, you know, and I'm trying to like get something out of him and move. And I'm always moving around like what he's like feeling and what he even, cause he's in charge of the whole thing, you know? So it was mm-hmm. like really fun to play in scenes with him at Guy Wilson is in this and he plays mm-hmm. kind of like a middle of the road, like, cop like if i'm really aggressively opinionated one way and then the guy barry philip Boyd is his name and he's really talented he's been on general hospital in the last year i believe and so uh he's was really fun to work off of too and so and then guy wilson kind of comes in and like is kind of influenced by both of us and it's kind of like which side is he going to go on and it's just like there's like a power struggle going on internally in the police station and then another character like that's a main character is Andrew Tashida, and he was my former partner. But there was something that happened that, you know, you kind of will have to see the, <laughs> in the show, but that kind of drove an, an issue there. So there's, like, a lot going on. It was, it was really fun working with all of these people.
1: And, you know, we know each and every one of those actors you mentioned because, Just you know, know you're, we're huge soap fans. So, <laughs> awesome. But so you and know we, they're also
3: we, talented, too. So yes. That's what's that's, so fun Yeah. About it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you really want to learn a lot about the industry and what it takes to be an actor, start on a soap. When you got to read 30 totally. pages a day and do everything in one take, yeah. you know, yeah. you know you got talent. And that's there why I you... think
3: that I've had, like, even though I've never been on a soap, as you guys would know, because, mm-hmm. well, Useful Days of the Soap, but I mean one of the mm-hmm. ones on TV, but when I work with these, talented people you know i already structure my environment where we're shooting like at minimum 20 pages a day we're trying to shoot a lot we have three cameras so we can get it uh, constantly so i'm not a studio and you know obviously Mm. there's a lot of difference in me being an individual but in that way of just shooting quickly and shooting getting a lot of content you know but not sacrificing it we're still you know shooting for gold here it's like that's where i think there has been a symmetry between me and these actors that have primarily done soaps because like it's a muscle that they flex and i for whatever reason like working this way you know i i do like that structure i like stepping on and only doing two or three takes and moving on and that's even like i like to get it in one if we can but you know so it's you know and also time is money and so sometimes i'm funding this on my own and so that puts pressure on me to want to get it done faster as well so i always working with actors that have soap opera experience. It wasn't a design. I don't know if you'll ask me this eventually, but I already just said it was never designed to like necessarily like be doing this this way, but like with all, with only soap opera actors. But then once you start working with them and they facilitate that so easily, it's like, it's almost at the point, like, wait, if you haven't done a soap opera, I, I feel w- weary of working with you now. <laughs> I want to get a soap opera actor, you know? <laughs> Well, you know, you were
1: mentioning wanting to get it in one or two takes. You know, well, it is called a business because, yep, there is money involved, so I can understand that. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to go ahead and let my co-hosts ask their questions now, and I want to thank you for answering mine. Uh, First off, first up, we have David.
2: Hey Brian.
3: Hey David, how are
2: you? I'm doing good. I I saw your trailer. For bloodbath and it's looking good. I can't wait to I can't wait to see it.
3: Thank you, brother. I appreciate that.
2: So my question is to you: When you were in Useful Days, you played a person with schizophrenic tendencies, both Joshua and Drew. So what um, what kind of research did you do to go in to making that such a role and making it your own.
3: Yeah, no, that was really challenging. You know, what's fun that I think people may not know is it wasn't originally in the season three script that Josh even existed. Like we did a lot of um reshoots and revisions when we had already shot the whole season. And like that's when that character and that storyline kind of came in. And then it just like in the whole structure of it, it really shaped the piece and moved it and obviously it was like very memorable and and i feel like it made the show kind of like twist on its head so i felt like a lot of importance and wanting to like honor that you know and and to take it seriously like this is a real thing that people deal with and so researching did dissociative identity disorder and just people that have Trauma usually is what inflicts something like this. You're wanting to kind of protect yourself from another thing and that you're not wanting to deal with. And then, obviously, we are a soap, and so we're wanting to have fun and wanting to, like, have the storylines be entertaining. But to understand, like, where Drew was coming from and, like, create a deeper backstory for him of what some of these family demons were, that then influenced more of the show. You know, after that was revealed, it kept, growing with more of more about his family and then if you see in season five like there's the serial killer storyline and then who that is i don't want to ruin it for people because they can watch it usefuldays.net now you can catch up on this whole show but uh it's kind of like all that trauma and stuff is like it really helped me shape the character so to answer your question it's like it's not like It was, like, researching that and then putting together, like, in in Drew's case, like, what would have been these things that would make those triggers. And then that almost, like, opened up the door to more storylines as well and, like, wanting to flesh out more about the things of what it was that made him this way. So... Yeah, it's, 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 it, and it was a constantly evolving thing. So when something was working on Youthful Days, we would run with it, and I would run with it. And when something wasn't necessarily, it, we would just drop it, you know, as I think that happens a lot when you're doing a, a structure of a show that's ongoing and not stopping, because that was the thing about Youthful Days, too, is we had said we weren't ever going to go away. And so we <laughs> were just constantly... So I out out – it's very ambitious of me. I worked as hard as I can for anyone that wants to know, like, why did I stop? I just didn't have any more money. <laughs> like, I literally, <laughs> like, uh, you know, <laughs> I literally almost became homeless, you guys. But uh, it, <laughs> I'm okay now. But, yeah, it's, Good. like, literally – yeah, yeah. I I, I I had told myself at the time I was just going to do, like, this never-ending thing. And I love it, too. You know, I love always being on set. So, I mean, it was a fun ride. <laughs>
2: Oh. That sounds fun. fun. Thank you so much for answering.
3: Yeah, yeah totally. Thanks. That was a great question.
1: Thanks, David. Uh Carolyn,
4: you're up. Hi. Hi, Brian. How are you?
3: Hi. Hey, I'm good. Hi. How are you?
4: Good. Thanks for answering my tweet on um on Barefoot Blonde Five.
3: <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm excited, you know, and get people to listen in and everything.
4: Yes, yes. My question is um uh how was it working with Scott Scott Disick from keeping up with the Kardashians?
3: Yeah, no, totally. Um Scott is awesome. <laughs> like to be honest with you, he was one of the most low maintenance people I worked with, and meaning that having an attitude towards me or or you know whatever, like he was completely on board with whatever I had to say and whatever I was feeling for the character and was very like open to that. And so he was a joy. Like for me, I just want like a good attitude, which seems like you would like it should be expected, but it's not always the case. And so, but he was, he was honestly one of the best working experiences I've ever had. And, and you could tell that he was just having fun. And Chriselle was there and Chriselle's an angel and so fun as Hello. well. So that was, that was one of the best days of filming when we were doing that. We had shot in a sushi restaurant. We closed down the whole restaurant. And then what was funny is by, and keeping up with the Kardashians was shooting inside. So it was like to answer this question in more detail. It was a trip because of not only like directing him and, and you know, whatnot, but then they're recording all of it. And I mean, they didn't end up using it on the, on the episode, but uh, they did have it if they wanted to. And then sure enough, like by the end of him being there for like four or five hours, like paparazzi came. And that was interesting to me because you know what I mean he's just he, he was so unbothered like it was just you know another another day <laughs> but for me I'm like um, my, how did they get here yeah, so quickly my, my
4: question yeah. my, my question came up um because I was going through your bio and some of the interviews and have you ever thought of being a life coach or a motivational speaker
3: <laughs> love you, love you uh, thank you that that's nice meditation. of you <laughs> Oh, you're, you're sweet. I mean, I feel like that's part of me. So if you have, like, felt that from me, that just naturally will come. I'm, like, I feel like therapy and acting are, like, two sides of the same coin. Like, think about it. It's, like, when I'm trying to break down a character to play them, it's, like, you really have to go in there. And then why not do that in your own life as well? And so it's not always, like comfortable. But when I was 19, like when I was studying with Ivana Chubik, that's when I I really started being pushed in that direction. I mean, I was only 19. And they were kind of pushing me to like, well, what do you really feel like, because we're trying to find Uh the in betweens for the character. And you know, like what we're gonna really like kind of beyond the page, so to speak, put into the part. And so that's where that comes from. So I don't know, to answer your question, I could see myself doing things like that because it is a passion of mine. But I'm, more, I'm just passionately happy to connect to people. So whether it's connecting through art primarily or connecting through conversation about the art or like we're doing right now, like it's all just awesome to me. So I appreciate you. And um, yeah, thank you.
4: Well, I love your quote, if it's not okay, it's not the end. <laughs>
3: mm, that's totally true too, right? I believe yeah, that yeah. 100%. Yeah.
4: Thank well, you, thank you very much for taking the time. Yeah, it was uh, it, uh yeah. thanks for your input.
0: Thank, thank you, guys.
4: you. Okay, uh
1: next, but uh not last, we have Candace. Hey Brian,
5: how are you doing?
3: Hey Candace, how's it going?
5: It's going good, you know, living life, being creative, talking to you. Nice. And getting ready to eat sushi later. That's what, That's, that's life right now. That's a Thursday. Right? That's
6: <laughs> so, I haven't like had lovely. sushi in forever and a day.
5: <laughs> right, thank you. Thank you, Anthony. So, as mentioned, you got Youthful Days. You got, you know, Bloodbath, which is November 12th. But you also have yes. two upcoming projects. Reckless and The Wonderful yeah. Wendells. Can you tell yeah. us more about these two projects, including Reckless? Because this sounds kind of good.
3: Yes, and actually earlier today I was talking about both of these to my friends, uh, and I oh, <laughs> I spoiled all the whole plot to both of them. I will not do that now, but because I mean, <laughs> that's like How and then this you? happens and then this happens. So I'm very excited about both of these shows. But the Wonderful Wendells is something I've been trying to film for a while. Um, it's a family drama. It's a mystery. Uh, so there's twists and turns in it. It's a limited series. Um, it's going to be me and two other actresses that play my sisters. And I don't want to spoil anything, but it's just kind of like the sins of the family, so to speak. Like like there's lies in this family, and, and there's different things that have gone on. And it's, like, it's a kind of about like how you're affected by a family, if they love you or, or if they don't, or maybe they love you in a twisted way, and how that can like shape you as an adult. So I really, really like and I think that that will be an impactful piece for people. The Reckless is just, like, pure fun for me. I'm, like, actually, like, the most vibing to wanting to do that next. We're, we're slated to shoot that in the early part of next year. And it's a remake of Fatal Attraction and takes place in present day, and it's, like, a twist because I guess reimagining will be better phrase, although it will be, like, it won't be shot for shot remake, but a lot of the, the beats in the story will be exactly that. So if people haven't watched that, they should check it out. But the twist here is now it's 2021, 2022, and I'm playing the gun Coast part, and I have oh. a for the married guy. And, and it, oh, it's wow. kind of like everything that can happen from there, right? Because it's like there's a it's a whole different angle of, of, a, of a disrespect in that way. And I feel like, too, and we touched on this on Useful Days, but just kind of, in the society sense, with sexuality and with what is and isn't like, kind of the norms and, and what's pushing that. This is going to be more of that. And I've always been like an advocate for stuff like that, anyway. So I just think this mm-hmm. will be fun. I feel like this has a lot. I really want to, you know, I really can't wait to to shoot it. I'm ready to shoot it now, honestly.
5: <laughs> I think just let's go. Let's just go. like look. I'll be an extra. <laughs> I know, right? I'll be an extra okay, in the cast. Okay, it. I'll be the cashier. Yes. I'll be like, ooh okay. that'll be mine.
3: Yeah. And you go. know what else will be fun about this is like is it, it totally and you know what's fun about this is like from the ground up, like i I know people will like call my character a psycho and whatever, but the more I can layer and like kind of not justify but like explain, like in my opinion, how like someone could feel kind of disrespected right. on that level and i feel like there's and now that i've twisted the story and made it you know where there's all these other layers going on of like a married guy and all this shit and society and what people think of sexuality and how they identify themselves by that you know like i'm gonna put all of that in there and i also feel like i can't say it yet because i don't have the contract signed, but if you like i'm gonna have a, a soap actress play my guys and play my mother and it's like uh she, you guys will be blown away by who we're gonna get so that will be really fun when i can actually okay. announce you that because she's a psycho back. too yeah, it's a hundred percent. When it
5: comes out, yeah, yeah, you you bet. Take two, guys. Don't forget, I'm gonna yes. tweet you. Don't forget. I will not. <laughs> <That's>,
3: <laughs> right. He will. Okay. Do. I will. Yes. Um, and you guys don't forget. Like I want you guys all to go to bubbaatv.net and pre-order and watch it right when it yeah. comes out, November 12th, please, because you're we, gonna watch it. We got you. You bet. We got yeah.
2: you. Oh, I'll like, tell
3: you one thing about Bloodbath that's funny, and I'm not spoiling it, but the title kind of at first, I learned how to do, like, death shots with, like, kill shots in the head, like, shots in the stomach, like, this is going to, this show gets violent, that, show, that trailer doesn't, just, just teasing a minimal amount of what actually even happens in this, we've kept a lot hidden, so I'm really excited for you guys to see what happens in it, I think it will blow people away.
5: See, that's what you do, you tease the audience wet the appetite yes. so yeah. they can get some food. Yeah. That's what you did. That's what you did. That's what I'm trying
3: to do right now. I'm thanks. just trying to give you guys breadcrumbs to go watch my show. Because right? <laughs> there's so many things yeah, to watch, give us right? A That's salad. Why. There you yeah. go. Yeah, exactly.
5: <laughs> well, thanks for asking my question, and I'll turn it over yeah. to the next person.
1: <laughs>
6: Which is
5: last awesome. but Thank not
1: you. least, it's going to be Anthony.
6: Well, hey, 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 hey. Um, hey.
0: hey, how
6: are you? statements? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Well, I, we all know how you're doing. We love the energy. I have a statement and a two-part <laughs> question. Um, okay, first okay. and foremost, as someone from the LGBTQ plus community and an activist, you go, boy. Um, but I love <laughs> the hustle. You know, if Hollywood yeah, yeah. or whatever business you may be in isn't doing it the way you need to do it, then recreate it and do it for yourself. Love the hustle, my my brother. Um, so you. I have a two-part question, and it's about bloodbath. Um, so the first mm-hmm. part is, you know, with the world, you know, and especially our country being as polarized as it is right now and the subject matter that you're taking on, um why did you want to do Bloodbath and, and what are you expecting the conversation to, you know, to be around once it premieres?
3: You know, how, What do you think the conversation is going to be like? That's a really, really great question. Um, so Bloodbath, I have to tell a very brief story to answer this it's like the way this was kind of formed is like me at my buddy's house like a year ago having a completely different political view than me and like in my opinion trying to inundate me into that environment and then me combating back like with at him and then like realizing like a 14-year friendship was about to like be over over this stuff. And, and just, I lean in when it's uncomfortable or when it's like interesting or when it's like, kind of like something yeah. that people aren't necessarily. So it's like it, that ties into like stuff on youthful days and, and, you know, like reckless and what I'm trying to do with, you know, just like norms and gender and sexuality. But that also goes with now, unfortunately, the political climate we're living in, that is now a reality of day to day basis. And so I really don't necessarily want to preach to anybody but when you watch the piece I hope that what they get out of it is to be informed and to just be aware and alert to the situations that we're all living through right now because I think that everybody if they just kind of like pay more attention and just really you know stand up for what you believe in I do believe that there's like a good that will overpower any kind of negative, and, you know, that goes on for all sides of the spectrum, so it's not like me trying to, like, say, like, this side is good and this side is bad, but there is, like, a desire from the peace, ultimately, that I want all of you and everybody in general to just kind of be, like, just really aware, because I did, like, I did a lot of research about just kind of everything that's going on and whether people you know, are a hundred percent on point with what they think, or they're completely a lunatic. Like these are the things people think. And like, these are where things will go. So it is kind of like a red flag because it does get violent and there is a lot of death and the peace. And so, um, hopefully people ultimately just kind of take a breath and then want to be better. Want to, want to like be like, well, I don't want that to happen. Let's not get that extreme here. So Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I am am extremely excited to uh,
6: to to wait for um, Rebel. Um, so, yes. my second part to that question is, you know, last last Friday, an incident happened that I think you know the whole entire world is aware of right now. Uh, the series obviously involves a lot of gunplay, or at least references yeah. to gunplay. So. Has um, as what's happened in the last couple of days, and they cut the national conversation, made you think about how to present bloodbath or what you may do in the future.
3: I think it's interesting when the conversations about the need to not have weapons on set. I mean, we were shooting on a green screen to begin with, so I mean, I'm an advocate for there's never a need for anyone to be in danger when we're just creating art. So, I mean, all of my weapons were, there was a prop master. We did everything. You look in the load, you literally look inside and make sure there's nothing there before you do anything. Cause you want authenticity. So they were real, but they were empty. But it's like, I mean, it's uncomfortable just saying it. It makes me so sad to think that yeah, we're living in a time 2021 where something like that would still happen accidentally. Like there's no excuse for that. So I'm a big supporter of guilds and unions. I know there's going to be a lot of people discussing what the next step should be. But if it involves not having weapons in a project, then I'm all for it. We can just CG them in or whatever. I mean, as a human being, it was uncomfortable holding that gun sometimes and the violence. And I know I wrote it, but, like, it was disturbing. But, I mean, I think there's a point to it. But yeah, we want to always make sure that people are safe um, because we're just telling stories to want to, you know, entertain and educate and form. And so we, <laughs> it's tragic. It's, it's devastating to have anyone not only be harmed, but to die because of that. So I hope there is awesome. some kind of reform. Yeah. Well, thank you
6: so much for, for, A, coming to the show and, and answering our questions. Um, I hope you can take um, Candace's and uh, Candace's and my virtual um, under five applications right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for when you start filming. Right. You guys have to in this. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. You guys need to be in I, the I, bar I, scene I, when it all's going down I, in the beginning. I, there you go. I, I, need, I, can do that too. I need to
6: be the best but, friend that, that tries to check you. Like, girl, what are you doing? because <laughs> yes. right, well, we are we are, <laughs> we are redoing Fatal
3: Attraction. We are redoing Fatal Attraction. So when I kidnap his kid, right? When I take him for ice cream or the roller coaster, you should be like, okay, it's enough is enough. <laughs> yeah. hey, I want to
6: be the one on the phone that, that turns around and says to you, can you see that movie, Fatal Attraction, girl? This is not <laughs> <end>. well.
5: <Wow. laughs> I'm like, this reminds it reminds me of somebody that I used to know.
3: Was
5: oh, yeah. and I, I can see the line. See, I can see it
3: now. No, totally. Okay. I know, Anthony, right? <laughs> Anthony,
5: are me
1: and David and Carolyn top liver? We want to be involved too now. So there you go. <laughs> uh,
5: yeah, you guys can be. You guys can be the the clients at the yeah, table. Yeah, you have to be in <laughs> it. We have two have projects. So you, guys, yeah. can right, you yeah. guys can be
3: in the wonderful Wendels. All right, you guys can be in the wonderful Wendels. Uh,
6: okay. And then I will right be the top. <laughs> I just don't uh, want to be, the, to be the family psychiatrist.
1: As long as I'm not the boiled bunny, I'm okay with that. Well, I no know, way. right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Here. Uh-huh. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And before we let you go, would you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media?
3: Oh, yeah. It's been so fun talking to you guys. I really had a blast. And everyone can follow me on Instagram it's Brian Andrew James uh, and on Twitter it's Brian James with like two z's if it's not two it's three I should know I think it's two it's but three. anyway and yeah <laughs> I, I was think it's three, it was three. three. <laughs> thank you I need I need someone to always be there to tell me what I did I, you know what's funny some people think that's my real they're like Brian James and i did have a joke and then it's like <laughs> twitter's forever right but like
0: <laughs>
3: uh, i should have just said brian to andrew james or whatever but uh, anyway. but yeah you can follow me and keep up on me i'm i'm pretty active on both and then also i love if people go to usefuldays.net even still you can catch up from the beginning of the show and also bloodbathtv.net november 12th i uh, pre-order now thank you guys so much
1: Oh, absolutely! We we love having you. You were a blast to talk with, and we definitely want you back when you're get you have your new project yes. out. Take care of mm-hmm, yourself. Definitely. Enjoy your evening, Thank and you. we'll see you November twelfth.
3: Amazing, you guys! Thank you so much for a great time, guys. Have a good night.
1: You're you welcome. No problem. Bye bye. Bye. That was so much fun. I loved him.
2: It was. Yeah, he's such a big kid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's
1: he's oh got a lot of energy, and he's putting it to good use, and uh, we're excited for him. Yeah, yeah. I very mean,
4: pies. very positive, very positive. That's what we need today. Mm-hmm.
6: Exactly, I, and I. Oh, go ahead. Uh, what I was gonna say is what I love is is what I said in in the statement. You know, if there's not room a perspective that you really want to tell then you know find a way to tell it yourself Uh, right Youthful Days as much as I love you know our four remaining soaps Youthful Days had a lot of subject matter that you know they just can't put on network television not Uh in a way you know so that you know that he spent every last dime that he had to put that out there I mean that's hostile man that's hostile
5: <laughs> I remember. I remember from the start with that show. Hey, like, that's the crazy thing is how he has he he's gone through an evolution. Like he's getting better. He's getting every yeah. time, and I'm not and I'm not saying that because we just had him. I you guys all know me. I watch these shows, so I can see the evolution of somebody, and I'm I'm so I'm proud of him. And his accomplishments, because during COVID, that wasn't easy. Okay, I can say that. But I cannot wait for November twelfth. I cannot wait for Reckless. I'm just, look. He already said Fatal Attraction, and anybody knows that's one of my top ten movies of all time. <laughs> yeah. And if dead, you did you now know. know this too. So it's like a re-im. Oh, I can. Oh yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Got the Glenn <laughs> Close take- role.
6: To take what we're living in right now, I mean, you know, where where can you point to? What shows are are literally putting, you know, a family dinner together where you have a far left, a far right, where you have, you know, to take the national conversation and to you know present it through an a, an entertainment format, um, you know, that's really, really, really brave, and it has, you know, it shows the amount of growth that he's had to be able to present. I mean, the trailer looks amazing. I mean, you know, I can't endorse the entire show because we haven't seen it, but the trailer looks amazing. It seems Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is done really, really well. And it's the elephant in the room. It's, It's the thing that it's so uncomfortable for us to have these conversations. Thanksgiving is coming up. And I remember around this very time last year, there was so much commentary in the world, in the media, et cetera, et cetera, about. You know what are people going to do around the table? Well, now we're a year later. You know the the election is still being called the big lie, et cetera, et cetera. We're still dealing with um, voter you know voter suppression. We're still dealing with police. Uh, I mean, the the trial for Ahmad Aubrey started this. The jury selection started this week. All of these conversations are still so upfront in our you know in our daily lives. Now to turn that into art. But knowing that there's going to be backlash from both sides is really brave. Exactly. And I think,
5: and real quick, yeah. I'm just going to say this, that I think we need that. Like, I think, you know, this oh, has God, been a yeah. conversation with the four remaining selves is that sadly there's no, quote, unquote, real debate about certain story, like especially social social issues. On these soaps, there's no debate there's no uncomfortable situation and I think you know recently with one show um, on CBS you guys probably know what show I'm talking about they were talking about kind of an uncomfortable men's health issue but they didn't do it in a way that it was a very debatable situation is what they, they made it more just like okay it's just another day at the office um, and but you know, like you just said, you know, it's a year later, we're still dealing with the some stuff from last year. There's this little thing called COVID stills out there, you know, and it, you know that's a debate. Obviously, you guys know what I'm talking about. And yeah, um, yeah and it, I mean it is uncomfortable, but I'd rather be I'd rather be uncomfortable and discuss things with people than comfortable and not do it.
6: Exactly. You know, I I don't know um, if you guys saw there was a posting um, to an interview that was done a couple of years ago, and I never saw the interview uh, with head writers for a certain CBS show. And they were talking about how there was the potential for an interracial relationship that, you know, and that person um, who was, you know, executive producing and no longer is said that they were testing the waters and they put it out there and, you know, CBS was uncomfortable with the conversation that was going to happen if they went any, forward, any further with that storyline. Um, and to your point, Candace, I, I, I absolutely see it. We've got a show on another network that has an interracial couple that more, there's only been two or three that I, that I and I watch every single day, but I might be wrong. Maybe there were four or five, but, there's only been two or three very, very, very minor references to the fact that there are an interracial couple at all. And, and I agree and think that we should be normalizing and making sure that it stays in the normalization sector of life. But at the same point in time, it is something that is a conversation out there in the world. So if you're putting it through our entertainment, you should be brave enough to have the other side of that conversation that there are still people out there that are going to try to make you feel uncomfortable for being involved in or being around that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, main, the,
4: mainstream, the main, mainstream media, I think they're the culprit, and I, uh, I, I love the change with cable and whatever's going on, but uh, there has to be major changes, and I think they're coming slowly.
6: That's you know, I, we've said this. We've said this on this show many many times, but it's the digital shorts it's the it's the digital series that are independently produced that are independently mm-hmm. brought to us that are changing slowly more slowly I think than we'd like but changing the norms of production for all of the major Hollywood productions, whether it be soap operas, you know nighttime dramas, even films it's it's these mm-hmm. digital independent productions that are pushing the boundaries further and further and further and allowing for more real-life conversations to happen. Yeah, right. And it's funny, if you think about the 70s and the early 80s, it was soap operas that were doing that. I mean, let's mm-hmm. let, let's go yeah, straight up to, you know, mm-hmm. one soap opera that had interracial relationships, the first ever televised abortion, um, right. <laughs> you know, it was so much back then that that we're pushing those envelopes, and now you know they're they're kind of sweeping up in the back side yeah, exactly. well, everybody, because they're
5: everybody's uncomfortable
4: everybody, yeah everybody's afraid they don't want to get sued, it's all about the money no but, it's, uh, it's kinda of,
5: it's kind of crazy because. I mean, you know, let like what was it last week? Last Wednesday was the 91st anniversary of soap. It was a as as I I guess I came up with a, I don't know National Soap Opera Day. And the thing is, is that you think about it, it's been 91 years of great storytelling. That's maybe debatable for some, but if you think about all of the topics that made fans uncomfortable, like you just said, abortion. You know, you had the religious belief about, at that time, gay rights. You had interracial, well, no. I still remember General Incess. Hospital. Incest, Incess, yeah. you, had, you had race, race. obviously, yeah. you know, child abuse, alcoholism. There was things that was very uncomfortable, you know. I mean, as I just said, that I'm thinking about the scene of Marty's rape, when Marty had to be examined. And I remember oh my people God, yes. was not, you know, comfortable with that. People weren't comfortable with a male being raped, you know. It, and it and it said like like you said, you know, we're now in 2021. We all, I'm pretty sure there was this network called HBO that came out way before that that was kind of pushing the envelope. There was, you know, Aaron Stellan who pushed the envelope. It said to say this. As somebody who loves this genre, but it has shown, I always said, it, it showed itself into a box because they are afraid of opinions. Versus back in the 70s, William J. Bell was about to take Young and the Restless and roll out because CBS thought it was too provocative, It was too sexy. It was too sexy yeah. for daytime. folks. So, you know, Agnes Nixon was about to say deuces to ABC because they didn't agree with her point of view as a female about abortion.
1: Yeah. yeah say, you know, well, there's a lot more involved than in just the people that run the soaps. It's, it's the power that the networks.
6: It's advertising. Right. Absolutely. Right. It's Everybody. Yeah, all of that. Club, so,
4: yes, the sponsors, the old, old boys club, and they don't. They want to shove it under the rug, and it's it's in in our faces today. You can't you can't get away from all these social issues. It's, it's impossible. You, so you really can't, gonna especially have to with bend. social
5: media. They're especially have to bend. with social media, and and not only that, like like you said, primetime shows are doing it. I hear it all the time. Like even with, I'm going to say this, even with digital soaps. Like you just said, sadly, if it's not on television, if you're an independent creator or or you know somebody who's worked in the industry and is doing digital, you see more of the stuff that we're talking about on digital versus mm-hmm. network. well that's yeah, because they have more across,
6: leeway because well, they're well, independent well, well let me yeah when but I, if, when if I you go television. across the pond pam you know if you go to england or france oh i know, you know, I know. i'm sure it's yeah. all of the, uh-huh. the countries but i can speak definitely to australian yeah. tv um english tv and french tv i mean you know hi, hi, there's hi. very little that they don't address right you know I, I think you know what they wouldn't show is an actual rape slash penetration you know, they wouldn't yeah. show an I, actual pedophilia situation, yeah. you know, mm. beat for beat. But that's just about it. I mean, they tackle yeah. everything. There's a storyline yeah. on one of the major English I mean, soap operas right now about erectile yeah. dysfunction, about, you yeah. know... And, and, you know, they're not shying away from it. They were talking about, you know, oh, there was a, a scene with, the, with three of the main male characters. You know, I would never put a pump in there because of blah, blah, blah. You, you know, things that you just would not see on American television. You know right. I
5: mean? and, and, and I would say this. I want to kind of clear something up. When I say television, I sadly do mean daytime because primetime, they will go there. Some of these shows will go there as they push it as far as they can because they're on after eight. Obviously, we all know the rules about that. Yeah. But it's just—it's kind of just like how did how did daytime television like how did we get to this point? And I understand, like you said, you know, the creators, the actors, producers, the higher ups, and whatnot. But I don't know. Like I guess I always saw it, and I still believe that daytime was there to tell us a story to educate us as mm-hmm. well as to entertain us instead of, I don't want to say, I don't want to say this word because I feel as though everybody will take it out of proportion, but I will say, why have, have they stopped trying to push, push the limits and push us as fans to be like, you know what, interesting, and, well, and the way I've just said it, it's like, kind of just like, wow, even as a fan, I am, like, interesting. It's interesting well, that they have done this, but, you know. My
1: thoughts on well, that is something- we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, and they may have want to push it to a certain limit um, or a particular, you know, subject or whatever, but they yeah. have their hands tied. So we just, you know, have to have faith that, they are working well,
6: towards that.
2: There were two things. I, mm-hmm. Two
6: things I want to say. So what you just said, Pam. There's um one of you know the magazine that we all love and um, has their podcast had Ron Calavati, Um and he actually in a way addressed exactly what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the network and advertising pushback that will put the final yes or no on a story. Right. Line. Um, right. But what I, what I wanted to say, but back to what Candice was saying before, and, and we've talked about this before on the show, is that there are certain social storylines that have been done that now have become plot point, um, you know, Bible of plot points within, you know, the four remaining soaps. And the one, you know, the one, there are two really, actually, that I can't abide using a rape storyline to justify actions within or storylines within the show and the random use of, of, you know, killing children on, on the shows uh, more important, but for me, the big soapbox is, is the, the rape storyline has become a plot point rather than, you know, a social storyline. And Me that really, 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 you know, we we said it over the last you know, over the last three years. There have been yeah. so many rape storylines that have been excused away, have been, you know, turned into something else. And it's like, wait a minute. We can we really as a you know, as an audience should kind of be pushing back and saying, um, you know, what they how they did it with Sierra on Days of Our Lives, pretty amazing for the first, you know, three-quarters of that storyline. They, they did it right for three-quarters of that storyline. We need to hold them accountable to, you know, this is not an in-and-out situation for a woman. This doesn't happen to a woman, and a year later, you know, she's it's like it never happened. Um, and that, that's something I think we need to push back on a little bit. Right.
1: Well, let's get to our soap talk portion of the show because we're winding down on yeah. time here um of course let's start out with the bold and the beautiful um well
6: girl i'm gonna ask you right up front okay. yay or nay on um on mrs allen stepping in for Ms. hunter of uh, yeah Kylo.
1: well yay or nay i i was I would have to say yay because the character has been missed. It should have been there. Uh, You know, she should have been around for all of these different things that have gone on in her kids' lives. Um, And, uh, of course, especially with the return of Sheila. Um, And Krista Allen is very talented. I enjoyed her on Days as well as many other projects that she's been in, a lot of Lifetime movies and stuff like that. So I think it was a good uh, choice. To have her step in on the role of Doctor Hunter Tyler. Wait, Hunter, what the heck's her last name? Doctor Taylor. Taylor. Taylor Dr. Yeah, she's Taylor. got too many other last Taylor. names. We'll just be <laughs> Taylor Hayes. I'm dry, I'm thinking of Hunter Tylo in my head. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think she was a good choice. You know, David. So that would be that would be a
2: yay. Well, I'm. I have not seen her. Uh, on the air because I cannot remember her day stint too well. So I am looking forward to whoever is stepping in. And if you guys feel she is, you know her work more than I do, then I'll go with you guys. All right, Candace.
5: Okay. So I remember her from days and I think, one, I, I, real quick, I'm going to pedal back on something. I do want it to be known because some people was like, oh, they didn't even ask Hunter. They did ask Hunter Tylo. He yes. was unavailable at the time. That was a, a situation that Brad Bell always wanted. He wanted Hunter to return. But because, like you said, the character is needed, I'm I think of I'm thinking of why they're going to need this character, too. And we'll talk about that mm-hmm. as we get down the line. Um I, I'm glad that the character is coming back because, like you said, there's so many holes that she needed to fill. She needed mm-hmm. to be there for her kids, especially now, mm-hmm. especially with Thomas and Stacy, what's going on with Brooke and and her whoo, high horse moments. Um, and, of course, like you said, with Sheila, because, in honesty, I'm looking for that confrontation.
6: Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Everything
5: else, I'm looking for that confrontation because this is the woman who kind of set Taylor on a downward You you know, her life never the same after she was shot, and um, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing because she she taped today. She's actually filming now as we speak, and she starts. So I've got a few.
6: So absolutely, I've got a few things to say on this. Um, First and foremost, when they reach out to Hunter the first time, they should have started the recast process then. Um, we've mm-hmm. been saying it, I don't know how many times we've said it right here on this show, we, we you know, Steffi and Thomas, they need their mama. Um, and the last yeah. time we saw the Taylor character, we, we still don't know who that was and, and what was going on. <laughs> I, I still believe that somebody would put something in her water, but you know, we, we could talk about that another day, but I, right. I very much like, um, Krista. Uh, and I and I remember yeah. her on days, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna say one name. I I'm sorry. I don't think that this is the actress that should have stepped into, to um, Taylor Hayes' shoes. I, I I enjoy everything she's done, and I think she. Re- you know, people bashed her really badly the first couple months that she was playing Billy. Um, I honestly mm-hmm. think she did a great job. I don't think. Yeah. Same thing as the Billy character. It wasn't the right fit. It wasn't the right the right actress for that character, and I think the same thing. So I'm just going to say one name, Christian Alfonso. Yeah.
5: Um, <laughs> I, I would agree, but like I said, the reason I said they have, because I'm also not, couldn't it pass the fact that come next year, Thorsten K. is leaving for his, his vacation?
6: And, see, I wouldn't put it past that they they do whatever they need to do for the arc of the story right now, and we see Hunter back on screen whenever her life and schedule. When, and let's not forget, you know, even though they were exes, she's, you know, she's going through an emotional time right now.
5: Yes. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. And 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 like I said, I'm just like, I'm wondering if this is going to be a short-term stint to usher maybe, you know, hence like Ridge, you know, or or whatnot. So that's why I'm yeah. just like, all right, let's 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 think about that for a minute. Let's put that into perspective. So, but oh, no, I'm glad. It's been 25 years. <laughs> all
6: right. Now let's talk about the other elephant. It's it's been
0: been a minute now. Yeah, it's been a
6: minute. Are you all believing the Sheila, um, I I don't even know how to put it, you know, reformation?
2: No. Hell no. Not not entirely, no. (laughs) Okay, and the way... She the hasn't
6: my changed.
1: Answer is, she hasn't changed.
6: Oh, Go ahead. Oh, are we headed for the ticky-ticky-boom-boom boom that we didn't get the last two times that she was there? Or are we so. in fodder and they don't know yeah. what to do? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think
1: with her I'm the connecting with, with Deacon, I mean, that's kind of a ticky-ticky-boom-boom boom right there. Um, <laughs> you know, but we'll have to see how it goes. I'm I'm hoping that there's going to be some kind of... "Quote unquote explosion," um, but you know, like I said many times, I don't read spoilers. But I, when I post them, the uh, headline will tell me something about what that article is about, and um, I saw something about uh, Deacon is actually going to uh, connect with his daughter to bring Sheila down without Sheila knowing so that's going to be even bigger
2: Yeah. Mm. and and there's another part of it that I don't know I, I read somewhere I'm not sure if it's true but do you think with the Sheila Sheila and Deacon love match so to speak that Steffi and Finn and Hope and Liam will mix and match I don't want. That. I think they're
6: gonna. I
2: don't I think want that play either with that
6: because that's what they do. I don't want that either, but that's what they do. Honestly, I and I think it. I'm. I'm yeah. one of maybe seven people on this planet that will see this sentence, but I would much rather them see. I mean, I would much rather see them go through a redemption storyline with Eric, for both characters, yeah. for both Eric and Sheila. Rather than playing up the Liam hope, Steffi triangle quadrangle, maybe we'll throw a fifth person in and it'll be a sink angle, whatever that would be. I'm so tired of mixing hope, Liam, Steffi, and then seeing nowBA players, so to speak, like Ly- like Liam uh, like Wyatt and Finn come and go. but I'm so tired of seeing the back and forth between hope and Steffi. You know with Liam. i am so tired of it i I, I would I know. I'd relish anything else other than that storyline
0: um, right but honestly, too.
6: bold and bold bold and beautiful writers brad and, and everybody out there um if you're listening please 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 i and, and I'll take a very very, very small check, whatever scale is, I'll take it <laughs> go go with eric and and Sheila refinding each other because they both needed a, a new form of redemption. No, need a no, new
1: direction. No, right. no, 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 no! I don't, Eric with Donna. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know, okay, so here's the thing about the match match, and I'm just gonna say this: unless it's to serve a point to get back at Sheila, like to me, like kind of screws Sheila's mind up. And again, right. what better way right. of that of the of the fact that Brooke and Taylor's daughters were the ones to kind of take Sheila down. I mean or or something. Um with Eric and Sheila, you know what? That boat has sailed. Mhm. It was it was mm. a good time. It was a good time. I had fun. But I don't think for right now it's needed. I don't think Eric needs to See, this is the thing. I don't think every character needs to be redeemed. Like right. Eric, Eric is Eric. They don't. Just like Stephanie, just like let's not forget something. Because I always say that, you know, people love Stephanie, right? Stephanie, OG Stephanie. But this woman faked a heart attack
0: to, yeah, gain, sure. to
5: have her son, you know, do all this. She, like, interfered in her kids' lives as much. So, to me, it's like what Eric, Eric has always been a scoundrel. He's always been somebody who was very undecided. He couldn't make a decision worth anything. He is, sorry to say this, folks, a man. He's the typical man who thinks he is top dog, and sadly, the top dog couldn't get it up. And so, you know, now, you know, it was going through all of this.
6: Wait, everybody was Candace, like, "Let me, oh, let me just present a different, a different perspective to you, right?"
0: Okay.
6: Um I think we're rede- using the word redeeming was wrong. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have used that word. But, mm-hmm. um, what, what if they went in the direction that? He couldn't get it up, but then, wait a minute, every time he's around Sheila, something's happening. And then they push the envelope, and it actually happens. Whoa, it's up. Oh, my God. You know, (laughs) it's not that. I I see. Wait, hold on. Let me finish the thought point. It's not that he, he was manifesting something on a physical level. It was that, you know, every time a woman gets too good around him, too you know that the, the relationship becomes too complacent he, that's when it's feeling it and you that would go back to history every time him and stephanie got too complacent one of them was off feeling something with somebody else what he's really needed all these years is a bad girl someone that's going to challenge him in a way and quinn well hold up and quinn was the perfect oh, yeah. foil for that except she, what all that she cared about was redemption She didn't want to hang on to some of her bad qualities, so eventually it fizzled for both of them because he wanted this out of her, she wanted this out of him, and this out of herself, and so it never matched. And Sheila being the, oh my God, I don't want her to turn into a goody two-shoes, suddenly she's the matriarch that everybody respects. I want her to still scheme and scam, you know, and do the Sheila thing, but they both come to each other as adults saying, you know what, I can... Agree to disagree with the way you are about blah, 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 and never, ever, ever take anyone hostage
5: again. But you turn me on, and I want to be with you. I just wish they would have done a story which is actually real, being allergic to your spouse. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) People people can actually be be allergic to those spice. I mean, because a lot of people don't know. I was watching a show. It was like, I think it was on on, uh, TLC or something, Where this guy was like, I've been married to my wife for 13 years, and then after six months, I developed, like, hives. And they was like, was it perfume or anything? They was like, no. They put him in a room, and, like, he broke out in freaking bumps. He started sneezing. He was allergic to her. You (laughs) can get physically sick of being around. Not saying everybody got to get a divorce, but it was just a a psychological something. And I wish they would have had a psychiatrist. I wish they would have done, I wish they didn't have,
6: uh, oh, honey, I I'm just, just
5: got to like, say, I'm you, so
6: disappointed you give me like and I got to go. Right, but <laughs> but I don't I want to have to cream up to... every night before we go to bed. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but no, I just wish they would have done something like that no, instead of you. making a, a, you know, like that's why I said, like you have a man's health issue that didn't go anywhere, sadly. Um and so, yeah, I'm I'm kind of disappointed with that. I'm really disappointed.
6: Great I, actor I'm by John McTex. Absolutely. But... And we, we had this conversation two weeks ago on the show, and I really thought we were poised for an amazing story. And it's not, you know, it's not completely done. Maybe we'll be, you know, maybe there's a last, you know, Hail Mary act and all this. But um, the potential, great. The execution, not so great. Pam, got to ask you, got to ask you, <ya. laughs> do you think that we're going to see Ted King come back? I,
1: I would hope so. Let's put it that way.
6: There were two little Easter eggs last week that make me think we're going to see him come back. And honestly, that was another thing that I was so, I was so glad to, you know, that he was on screen. I was so glad, et cetera, et cetera. But, oh, my God. That man, that talent. And they let it go. Please yeah, bring him back. Yeah, I please agree. Bring him I back. know. Oh, I my God. I thought he was going to stay. bring him back. Just, you know, just to see him go toe-to-toe with Sheila, go toe-to-toe with Deacon, which, remember, their pass crossed on GH as well, so we can cash in on a little bit of that chemistry. Um, And and then just to to throw the foil in.
1: Mm, We need him back. All right. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, let's move on to Eric and Quinn and Donna. Um, So Eric's flagpole raised when he was with Donna. (laughs) So, um, you know, maybe that's him subconsciously figuring out that he really did not completely forgive uh, Quinn for all that she's done.
6: See, I, I don't think it's that he didn't completely forgive Quinn for all that she's done. I think he wanted to help her in her quest to reform herself, but he didn't actually think through who she would actually be when she wasn't the queen that everybody knew up to that point. And so, you know, it's sort of like that whole, you know, the luster, the shine is off the penny when you, you know, when you turn it over too many times.
1: Yeah, yeah. And not only that, he, um, you know, you know he still loves her because you just don't fall out of love that easy no matter what. No, you don't.
6: But wait, was he ever truly in love with her, or was he in love with being needed by her? Well,
1: and and I was going to say, too, yeah, the need to not be alone, because that was a big issue for him, is another reason that he
6: took her back. But maybe that's why he got with her in the first place. Yeah, to not be alone, and she was a great project. And yeah, then and when you know she gone for a
1: No, that's right. I was going to just say, and and Donna wasn't around at that time.
2: No, not 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 as much. I don't believe. Am I remembering
6: correctly, Anthony? No, no, you're remembering correctly. I, I'm sorry, my brain went to which I wasn't going to say it out loud, but I'm ju- I am just going to say it. You know, he's been with just about you know every woman on campus on campus. You know, except for Katie, but you know, emotionally they've sort of been together too. Um, you know, I I, I think it's oh, you know what's left. His granddaughter, <laughs> you know, maybe not biologically, mm. but
2: his granddaughter
6: or, or Hope. So you know, there's there's kind of nothing left to throw at him other than Donna. Yeah. In the bulging right. beautiful. Well, universe. I
1: kind I kind of thought that he was going. It was going to go towards Katie, but now I'm thinking it might be Donna. Yeah.
6: I'm thinking it might be Donna, but you know, again, bold and the beautiful. I really wish you would have explored, even if you didn't make it last. I really wish you would have explored Pam. There was always something yeah. there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Even if it wasn't meant to be the forever happily ever after, you should have explored that before going to, um, you know, another another dalliance with Do- another dalliance with the Logan woman. Let me put it that way.
2: Yeah. But yeah. if you think about cool. it,
1: too, that their story, Donna and Eric's story, ended by nobody's fault. If you think about it,
2: I do remember Thorn being upset. Yeah, Thorn was upset. Felicia was upset.
5: Um,
6: you know, yeah. No, it, it, it was a big non. You know, non-ending. But at the same point in time, you know, it's sort of like. Thomas' obsession with hope. If that mm-hmm. was true, we would have seen other things over the years. Rewriting yeah. history is a, is, a, is a very hard thing for soap operas to do. Very rarely do they get it right. And this is one where it just doesn't feel authentic. But Candace is, is awfully quiet in her corner over there, girl. She, Come on
1: had, now. To ste- she had to step away for a oh, minute. Okay. So. Um, yeah, she'll be back then. And... Okay, I'm trying to think about what else is going on on Bold. Perhaps, oh, perhaps Thomas, Quinn Thomas, Thomas Paris. What, David?
2: I was gonna, I wanted to add, perhaps Quinn needs some honey.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> not quite going to work. That's a Donna thing. Um, Thomas, Paris, and, um, oh, why can't I think of his Zenday. name? Zenday. Zenday, Zen thank day. you. What do you think about that trio? I mean, we could see where this is going, but uh, what do you think?
2: Well, well, I have one. I have one thing to say. I said I'm very glad that they wrote Paris out of the Steffi and Finn thing. Yes, hallelujah.
6: Yes, hallelujah on that. Um, on the other side, they're both great actors. Thomas, Zendaya, Mm -hmm. but there's not enough chops to play this story.
1: It just, I don't know. I I don't feel it.
2: I don't feel it.
6: There's no, you don't feel it. No. Mm
2: -hmm. For the three of them, you mean, you don't, you don't think it's much of a story for the three of them, Thomas, Paris, and Zendaya? No,
1: I don't feel her, I don't feel any uh, connection with her and Thomas.
6: And and I'm sorry, but, you know, Paris is... um, She's gorgeous. Yeah, but that's, she's very um, aware. So after everything that's happened, you know, surrounding Thomas, it just, it it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Mm
1: Mm-mm. No, and she's always in. She's become a busybody, and she's a sneaky one at that. She knows secrets, and she knows things that are said about her and other people. Like today, she was listening to Thomas and um, Zenday talk. Well, why are you peeping around doorways, listening to people talk? I don't like it.
6: Because okay, she, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna give you um. I agree with you, except if this is leading up to she's got a big agenda underneath all this, then right. okay, I'm good with it. Right. But there, there's, no, there's no chemistry. She's too smart. She wouldn't go for Thomas, you know, after all that she's seen and everything that she's heard. So unless she's got some sort of – she stumbles across a document or something that will come out a little later on that explains all this, then no. No, Nope. Nope. I agree with you a hundred percent. It's just not working.
1: Yeah. It's dead in the water as
6: far as I'm concerned. All right. Well, let's move on. I'm sorry.
1: Did you want to say something else?
6: No, I was just going to say the same thing. Why don't we jump to Genoa City?
1: Well, I was going to go there, but since we have Carolyn, let's go ahead and do days first. <laughs> We 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 always have Carolyn hanging on while we jibber-jabber, and she just really needs to get into all the soaps already so she can be part of the party.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I want Sheila to be the real Sheila. Then maybe I'll watch.
1: (laughs) Well, she's getting there.
6: You know what? What's the holdup? She she seems like she's getting there, so you know what? Mm -hmm. Give it at
4: least a couple of weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, because I, yep. I, I I liked her before, and I don't know what they've done to her. <laughs> yeah.
1: I want, yeah the she's spark. I want the spark. Yeah. Okay, well, let me start on days by saying I have been watching every episode, although there are times I look away from the screen because I, as I said before on the show, I am not into <laughs> the exorcist stuff, Um. That has stuck with me all my life, and I just, you know, looking at her with the eyes is one thing that doesn't bother me. Her talking like a man, does, you know, or the devil doesn't bother me. But the the levitating off the bed and stuff like no, no, nope. <laughs>
6: can't do it, can't do it. So oh, what do you got, honey? I so strongly disagree. You know, that levitating moment.
1: You guys are into that kind of thing. I'm not into horror movies.
6: No, no, we, You weren't on the the week that we discussed this. The Exorcist, I snuck out of my bedroom. I don't know if I was six or seven, whatever it was. It (laughs) it was on, you know, one of the local television stations at like 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. My father was watching it. I snuck out and hid behind the couch, and I have been scarred for life from the the movie, The Exorcist. (laughs) Yes. But having said that, that levitating scene, 20, what is it, 21 years ago now? Um, Five, 25. 25. It is one of the most iconic moments in soap opera history. Maybe Uh, so. so, I am so (laughs) down with them hitting a couple of the really big beats. I am loving that they started this whole storyline with Doug, um yeah yeah you know and, and quite honestly i'm loving that they're not playing stupid with it you know that nobody remembers that marlena was possessed that you know the fact that you know um johnny and um you know the young set had the whole conversation wait grandma wait what grandma was possessed nah you you pooping on me right now no no yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. she turns into she turns into a panther by the way yeah, yeah, yeah. She was flying around the room. You, you know, often in in our shows, things will come up, and, and and it's like, wait a minute. There's seven people in this town right now who have come back from the dead. Are you kidding me this is the <laughs> right, biggest surprise right? of your life? Yeah, seven right? other people
4: have come back from being dead.
6: So like, I'm loving that they're playing. I'm loving they're playing it this way. I hope that they don't drag it out to a point where it becomes utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Cause right January, now it's fun.
4: I, I, heard Jan, I heard January and I'm, I'm loving it because they're bringing, they're going to be bringing uh, Vincent uh, Azari back. I mean, the way that they're doing this and then they're bringing the, the actors back. I, I find it very clever. And Deidre Hall is having, she's having a blast. I mean, She's, she's showing her chops. I mean, uh, she was yep. getting so boring, you know, that, I don't know, but this, <laughs> I just look at her it as, as it's fun, and, and she's doing a great job.
6: <laughs> okay. And girl, it's her got, year. Two things that you just said. Um, we'll get to Vincent Arizari in a second, but don't you, don't you think that this is sort of her swan song? I just get this feeling that once this is done, you know, we're, we're, we're going to say goodbye to Marlena. Not because of this storyline, but I think she wanted that one final push, one great story to go out on. Um, okay. But hold up. hold! I want you to answer that, Carolyn, but where did you see Vincent Irizarez coming back? That's Yeah, dude, he missed me. Yeah, he's Where, when, uh, when devil, how? What? The what devil is going
1: the devil is going to raise people from the dead yes
4: yes yeah and vincent yes.
1: is one of them yes aha okay <laughs> so i'm assuming there he's raising them from the dead to create havoc and i i know there's two characters that are going to be um resurrected resurrected yes well, yeah. no, not resurrected. They're going to be tormented also, and I can't. Oh, oh, okay. It's two, two of the women. Um, oh my gosh! And I can't think off the top of my head who it was. So I have a feeling that you know, the these people that are going to be raised from the dead are the ones going to be tormenting the citizens of
6: Salem. Yeah. Uh oh. Everything I just <laughs> yep. said might just go out the window.
1: so yeah i'm so looking forward to vincent coming back you know i love him and he's one of my favorites i just wish that it was in a role that was going to be for good and not temporary because you know once you're raised from the dead most of them stay in salem but i think in this particular storyline that's not going to happen
5: can we'll, we we'll we'll get, get well.
1: Morgan no,
6: Freeman no. to come on and play God for just a couple of episodes and and grant um uh Vincent are Oh my God, I can't remember his character's name now. Demo, um, demo, Thank you. you know, can we get Morgan Freeman to come in and play God for a couple of episodes and and grant him, you know, <laughs> real life and and, yes. and and a good soul and all that kind of yes. stuff? big. Yes, yeah. Therefore.
4: I'm there Anything, for anything's it. possible. Well, Vincent Ozari went into he became a real estate agent. Maybe because right. real estate isn't so isn't so great anymore. Maybe that's, he's coming out of retirement or something. It's uh, but I did. I it was well, just a little blurb.
1: You got to pay the good. bills, so they always have yeah. to have yeah. some kind of second, you know, job or uh, career. So. But he seems to be doing well. Yeah. I mean, I see him post, uh, you know, houses and stuff like that. And these are not cheap That's houses.
6: Good. No. He also, <laughs> so, like Rick Herbs, no. he also runs master classes for actors, um, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, Carolyn, let's and, talk uh, about James, and, um, a.k.a. Abe Carver.
4: Say that again?
6: I said, let's talk about James, a.k.a. Abe Carver.
4: Okay, what do you what do you want to talk about the um, the scenes in the last couple of days? Uh, what 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 is what is it that you're liking? Just because uh, he's been on there what forty years? Forty years.
1: Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. 40 years. Well, let me let me just say this: there was mass confusion and hysteria about James Reynolds retiring, and I did not get that. Um, I didn't see it. No, I didn't get that. I thought, I, I've not seen anywhere where he says he's retiring. There's nothing out there about that. Why Why would he retire just because he got shot and he was dead for a minute? You know what I mean? Like, Days, you know, has a lot of heaven uh, episodes. Yes. You know it what I mean? Yes. So it that's where I nothing. saw that going, you know. And i was right.
4: like yeah <laughs> i can no, see I, I can't see mm-hmm. Deedra leaving. i can see her no. maybe changing her um her persona yes. i can i can see i can see that um and the same with with Abe. There, it, it, like it's a transition of of some mm-hmm. sort that that's what I'm feeling i hope that's what it is yeah uh, i'm glad okay. Maggie, i'm glad Maggie's back. Uh, I didn't realize what she had gone through. That was uh, really, did anyone uh, read what she went through?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was awesome. She's, yeah. I,
4: I she's actually uh, doing
2: I, um,
6: Soap opera Digest podcast, not next week, but the following week. And she's going to bring us all through, you know, what the last two years have been like for her. Well, I,
4: I I made a comment on one of the
6: feeds and I, because uh, I'm a hairstylist and I looked and I
4: said, well, her hair has always really been beautiful. And I said, I said to my daughter, I said, I think she's wearing a wig. So I mentioned it and someone, uh, sh- uh, they brought in the story of, you know, what happened to her and it was, I mean, it was devastating. Wow. The, uh, oh, uh, anyone, has anyone else heard the story? Yeah, I didn't. I I, I, I don't know it.
1: what's going on. So I what happened? Oh well,
4: she she um she was uh she said that I, uh, I was going to clean my house, and what I do is I put rollers in my hair. I set my hair in rollers, and then uh, something happened. And uh, oh, I know she was she was taking her I don't know her pills or vitamins or something. And she said I took a big horse pill, and I got stuck in my throat and she says i couldn't breathe it wouldn't go down it wouldn't come it wouldn't go out and she was able to call 911 and uh, i guess she passed out and when she came to in the hospital uh, the rollers had burned her scalp oh yep. uh, were they was hot rollers? rollers yeah hot rollers and she had lost hot a rollers. lot of her hair oh. and uh, her um, she has an autoimmune system and the shock to her system uh, i mean i think she was in the hospital for quite a while in rehab so she's had a really really rough time
2: yeah, yeah it was like seven months in total yeah
4: yeah because <laughs> everybody it non- worth, where, my what, where, where is Robert? she where is she yeah well and and victor's back he he looks pretty good <laughs> testy as ever
6: <laughs> yeah yeah i love victor well like, even
4: <laughs> i just
6: want to go back to games for a moment um you know he is the longest running african-american character ever mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah not well, in yeah. the album ever
4: Dace has been, yeah dais has been iconic he is I, they have always um embraced the uh the black community that's uh and i've always liked that i mean uh they've, they've been just wonderful and i i like their storylines and he's all, I mean, he's a fantastic actor. I mean, it, it,
0: it's just, yep.
4: and seeing the the 40 years and they were, I wish they had shown more. Yeah, so there's, I'm, certain, I'm, there's
1: certain actors that you can't imagine not being on a soap, and is James Reynolds is one of them. Yeah, I yes. don't know,
6: um, did you guys, did any of you watch Generations? Mm-mm. And so James, um, James Reynolds appeared on Generations for a short period of time, but when they were when they were forming and casting um, Generations, they went after him hard. Uh, they wanted him big time, you know, as one of the leads of the show. And um, his loyalty to Days of Our Lives, the character, his fan, et cetera, et cetera. I, now, again, a little later on into the show, he appeared for a short, for a short period of time, but he didn't want to leave days. He said, you know, at the time... This show has given me everything, and I'm not going to go until they're ready to kick me out.
1: Yeah.
6: Well, well it certainly I, paid up his lo, loyalty for sure. So, uh,
0: just think about thing. that
6: for a second, though, because that's was pretty darn good. awesome. They want you to lead a premiering soap opera. They're going to give you everything, you know, at least yeah. for the first couple of months, hoping that it's going to take off and it's going to be the next, you know, the next bread and butter but you'll stay where you're a secondary leader because, you know, this job has given you everything. That's pretty darn awesome. And he's made it 40 years. So I just wanted to, you know, send a nod out to,
1: yeah. to congratulations. You
6: know, yes, yeah
4: I, well, I He's was amazing. Going back, I was going back in time, and when I started uh, kind of getting back into days was, uh, I remembered the scenes with him and uh, Lexi when uh, she passed. So that, I think, was 10 years
2: ago. Has it been well, 10 I, years already? I was just yeah. going to
1: say that those scenes with the quote-unquote Lexi up in heaven were just heart-wrenching, you know, yes. showing yeah. flashbacks and stuff like that because we know how much he loved her and she loved him. Right. And then talking about their son and oh it just tore at my heart.
6: It it was so, so well done. You know, they mm-hmm. I, I you know, we've always said this, um, the young and the restless when it comes to tribute shows, they, they they take the cake. Um, but this you know, they did an amazing job. I have to wonder, do we do we have any inkling who inkling who the other character um that the devil will be bring because with all of the yeah. Lexi stuff, I, when Carolyn said that, I thought to myself, wow, maybe it's going to be Lexi. Yeah. Especially yeah. with yeah. him getting so close to Paulina, you, you know, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, well, you
1: know, let me interject are, here. When they did the heaven scene, uh, they did not show Lexi's face. So I don't think that they're going to bring Lexi
2: back. No, yeah, they, did, might be wrong. they did have guesses on the article. And um, not that it's true or not, not that it's true or not, but there's surmises that um, Mike Manning could be back as one oh, of them. Oh, good.
0: Yeah,
2: good. Oh. Um, I, I don't know how true it is, but they're, they're surmising it. I mean, um, I'm trying to Marcy think of it one other Marcy person. Miller's, Marcy Miller's
4: leaving, and... Um, Oh, who's the who's the one that was uh, Abby before? Kate Massey. Yeah, uh, she's coming back.
1: Well, that's nothing new.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, but I I like Marcy Miller, and she said that she, her and her husband have moved, and uh she wants to spend time with her baby. I think. Well, how old is she? I mean, uh I think she she might have had a couple of miscarriages, and she's just enthralled with the new baby. So. I wish her well, but I'm, I'm going to miss her. I think she's taken well, on the role. Well, there's no,
1: there's no saying that she won't be back. I mean, this has been a revolving door for how long now? And, you know, what what's funny is that normally I wouldn't be as accepting as I am, and maybe because it's gone on for so long with the revolving door of, of the two actresses that I'm accepting of it. I don't know.
4: It's hard to explain. Yeah. Well I thought I, Kate Nassie said she she wouldn't be back. I mean I don't know what she's what she's been doing. They seem to leave and uh, even uh, the one that plays Sierra, yeah. I mean you know she left and she wanted to start her music career. Well I guess maybe it was COVID. I don't know, it didn't it didn't pan
1: out. <laughs> so she's
4: back. Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, Okay, so what else about uh, I like that John has already discovered that Marlena's the devil. So I'm I'm really and the really happy. Today,
4: Bell, yeah, yeah, I think Belle uh, she says she Marlena said all their they're contacts. She says, Well you better take them out because it's creepy <laughs> oh.
2: And that yeah, Ouija I, board. Did you see the Ouija board? No. But, but oh yeah, they got the my... Ouija board. <laughs> that goes back to my
6: point before. You know, absolutely, Pam, I'm right there with you. It, it, you know, if they drug, dragged it out and John didn't catch a glimpse, either send him out of town or he's got to figure it out. Because, I mean, come on. You know, yeah. you don't well, where
4: forget. She got, that, where she got him locked up in the church? He said, was no,
2: the Demira today. crypt. He's, he's in the oh. Demira oh. crypt. <laughs> I didn't
4: see
1: today, so... I but the last yeah, I no, saw was was them she knocked him out and that's all I know.
4: Yeah. He's, he's he, hanging now <laughs>
1: No,
6: he you know they had to go they had to go there because otherwise it would just become farcical. You're not going to remember yeah. the love of your life was possessed back in 1990 whatever it was.
1: Right. Come on. I totally agree with that. So
4: and EJ and EJ came in with the um, with the ministers or the priests outfit today. He's gonna he's gonna wreck havoc with the, with the biggest now He's gonna be doing love scenes with Abby. Oh, that was funny today. <laughs> it's,
6: it's okay. It's so before up. we go on, before we go on to another show, <laughs> Carolyn, what's your what's your opinion of of this EJ?
4: Actually, I, I I liked him from the beginning, but I didn't like that that stodgy hair hairstyle he had. And so he's loosening up, and he's getting a you know a little curl on his forehead. And the passionate scene with Nicole, everybody went crazy on social media about that today. <laughs>
0: so well, I,
1: I want I want to say that I could not imagine anybody else playing EJ, and it yeah. took me a minute to get used to this guy but i think he's doing very well as ej um i also read um an article that daniel goddard who we wanted was actually offered the role and oh really yes Mm, and he he turned it down because he thought it might only be a four-week stint because that's when Days was going through their contact, contract negotiations. And I'm, oh. so, I'm so, so sorry that he turned it down, but I understand his reasoning, because well, sure. I totally, 100%, was on board for him to play EJ. But with that said, I do like this guy. Okay, no, so I'm say- glad you...
6: I'm glad you brought that up because I, I actually do want to comment on that too. I, I love, I, I love this. You know, the first couple of episodes, I thought to myself, Oh, I don't know. Um, but it yeah. was he, very, very quick that that the shoes were completely filled um, mm-hmm. as far as Daniel Goddard, I didn't concerns, like
4: I, him. I didn't like him. I didn't like him with Sammy. I didn't see any chemistry there at all. It was
6: no, and exactly, and that's why I really felt like mm-hmm. you know I don't know if this is it. But then he started interacting with Nicole, and there was that scene yeah. with Marlena. Um, and now it's you know, kinda, yeah. and now
4: it's gonna be with and now it's gonna be with Abby.
6: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, as far as Daniel Goddard is concerned, I, I feel like, oh, my God, you didn't learn anything. You didn't learn anything. Mm. Because yeah. that story came out from Daniel Goddard himself. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, it's been confirmed by, by um, uh, uh, Corday Productions, but that came out from Daniel Goddard himself. And it's like, oh, my God, you didn't learn. First and foremost, four weeks on any show is amazing right? because it puts you back in front yeah. of the public. If, right, you know, yeah. But more importantly, you didn't learn anything. You're out there, you know, you're out there, he's not complaining, but you're out there basically putting out show business that, you know, got you in trouble for the you know, on your last show. Yeah, you're right. I would have loved to see him play EJ, but, you know, now that it's come out this way, I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I hope General Hospital's going not come knocking on your door. There's plenty of other <laughs> actors out there that would kill or just about killed for four weeks on Days of Our Lives.
4: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And he shot from on his foot.
1: Well, you know, we don't also know what's going on with him in his real life. You know, he he could be, I mean, well, he mentioned that he was working on his new app and stuff like that, and it's very intensive work to put an app together, and especially what he's doing, you know, making it virtual uh, I, I can understand not stopping that for four weeks of work, too. I
2: can, yeah. I can sort of understand that.
5: No,
6: actually, no, I can't. You know, if, if the app was about to launch, et cetera, et cetera, okay. You know, but he, he, he himself said there's still about a year's worth of development. So what Um, is one month going to do?
1: He's he's launched it. He launched it. Yeah, but there's a whole
6: second app that's coming out. That was the second app
1: that he's been working on. Yeah. That was the the second. Okay. Okay. All right. Then I misread it. Yeah. What's app related to? What's it named?
4: Yeah. Well, what's it related to?
1: It's called Disco, and it's it's virtual meetups with other actors and stuff and oh. you you get to actually talk to them and you know connect with them so um i haven't seen the full thing i've only seen what he's posted because it it wasn't available for android phones it was only available for um ios and they're oh. supposedly they're supposedly working on android so i won't know more until it's available
4: Mm. Well, I guess he's going in a different direction. So uh, mm-hmm. this is uh, this is the uh, way of the way of the times today. So right. you just wish him luck. Well. Right, and yeah. you wish him well. Hopefully that it works out. Got to do what you got to do.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It. Yeah. Now. Um, as far as days is concerned, before we move on, because we're getting close to that time, um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I do you love or not love? I don't want to say hate because there's not it's many things work. that you really hate. Yeah, um, yeah. The chemistry and the relationship with uh, Xander and
2: what's her name? Gwen. Gwen. <laughs> Gwen. I can take it or leave it.
4: Yeah. Take it or leave it.
2: Um, I could take it's it or leave one. it right
6: now, but I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, I do too. You know, it's been, it's been no it secret how I felt and feel about the Gwen character um, however, you know, put put anyone in Xander's orbit, and there's a you know there's a, a huge potential for some mm-hmm. great storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, so before I completely write off Gwen, I'd like to see you know where this goes with Xander. But honestly, I'm very unhappy with where they have taken Xander as well. Um, so, you know. If this is you know if this is a way to kind of reboot both of those characters, I am all on board,
1: yeah, well now and you know there's the there's other thing Abby, that I, I
4: what go ahead Abby, Abby's gonna try and find out from Kayla dr snyder's his belongings and this and that, like her and Chad wanna dig deeper to find out more dirt on Gwen i mean that's that's a stretch. <laughs>
6: But that, that's a real that stretch,
4: yes. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened today, but it was kind of weird. I thought they had moved on from that, but they still want to go after Gwen. Well, another thing
1: that I posted that I read the headline on was that um, because – I actually might have read the article because it said that Jack was taken off contract. Yeah. Um, that he's actually supposed to be leaving – as far as the show is concerned, leaving to go find um, oh, Lordy B. What's her name? Jennifer? Jennifer? No. No, E-J, uh, uh Who is it? Xander. Yeah, e- Xander no. was in love with.
2: Sarah. Sarah. Oh, oh Sarah. Sarah. Sarah.
1: Yeah, that's what okay. I read. So And that he was going to be off contract. So he's going to be out in the world looking for Sarah. Do we know where Sarah went?
4: That
2: (laughs) island. Yeah, Carly. She's
4: Ah, she's in the island. She's on the island. (laughs) You know, because
1: that's something that I missed. Um, How how did she end up on the island? In the
4: (laughs) trunk. (laughs) Okay, I remember that. Yeah, Kristen put her in the trunk. Kristen's got right. uh, a, whole, a whole bunch of them on the island, <laughs> and Kristen came back
6: yesterday. Wait, wait, wait. Ha- we saw her because I don't remember. I yes. don't remember anything. Oh yeah, oh okay. yeah, oh yeah. She's back. Yes. She's back. Yeah. No, I no, no, that. no. I, I know Kristen's. I know Kristen's back. I meant we saw. her. We saw her take Sarah to the island, or she said something because the last thing I remember. Yeah, that's that, what
1: I don't remember either. Yeah, oh I no, don't. she I said no.
4: She looked right in the camera, and she said, "No, you're you're going to be banished to the island." So that's where oh, that's. Oh, where...
1: somehow I missed that.
2: that. I, I missed that too. too. I just yeah. I just remember <laughs> hearing it. Yeah, I never <laughs> saw
6: it. Carolyn, who do we know that's on the island right now? Other than oh. Sarah. Oh.
4: Sarah, and who is the other one that left kind of at the same time kristen uh, oh
1: you guys talk. I'll be right back. I have to take care of something and
4: okay. go on go on to uh why got it our, yeah, okay. yeah. You're done. yeah well it's uh, time- time will tell it's um. <laughs> Well, I I don't know I'm getting interested on, on Days. I'm I'm enjoying it. I I don't look at all that all the ghoul, ghouls and whatever. I just look at the acting and I find it uh, quite entertaining. So There's I can some look speculation it.
6: online that um Cassie DePiva is heading back to Days. Yeah,
4: I saw that. I saw that.
6: I would and love uh, to I see that.
4: credit as long as they find a way to uh, to give uh, these actors, uh, they're due, and a lot of them have gone to try and do something else uh, during COVID or just before COVID, and uh, they've left the door open. So uh, it's all good. It's all good.
6: I, I love the revolving door, Thank to them. be quite honest. You-, you know, we discussed this <laughs> last week on it the show. It keeps
4: it moving. It keeps it
2: That's moving. What, it's and, like you life.
4: Know... We don't
2: like change. Yeah.
4: None of us want like change. We all want it to same. All right, let's...
6: Let's go over to the young and the restless, David. catch us up
2: okay, um first off, Christine comes in with news that chance has probably perished in a bombing in a building where he was at they show they show Abby that was it his watch was was being shown in the picture, and they assume it's his because this thing is here, and Abby's getting all excited um she doesn't want to believe it, and they're all keeping their heads up, and other news um Mr. Gaines is still m i a and Ashland so far is in the clear but Ashlyn has bad news about his chemo and it may not be working. So he's looking into other avenues. Um, let's see, Nick and Phyllis are in a standstill. And I think they're about to break up. Um, cause I don't know. This is for me, this is coming out of nowhere. Um, it's just like they can't talk to each other without getting upset. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, and tell me, what am I missing, Anthony?
6: Ah, uh, that's a pretty good recap so far. Um, I will say, I don't think it. You know, for me, I don't think it's coming completely out of left field. I think we're we're setting up for another run of um, conversation between Phyllis and Jack. Um, I think that might be, you know, something that's going to come out, you know, underlying of all of this. Uh, We didn't mention Noah, Mariah. You didn't mention Noah, Mariah, and Tessa. Um, Mm. You know, so first first and foremost, what do you think of the new Noah?
2: I think he's doing a good job. He's a little more laid back than Robert but um, he's
1: grown as a person. He's been away from his right. family for a long time, uh-huh. so that's understandable.
6: Yeah, me personally, I- I'm loving him. I think there's, yeah, there's I, like a quiet. I like it too. There's a quiet intensity that, like, I can just feel when they give him something really meaty to play with. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: Well, he's supposed to be there to find love, according again to the headlines. Um, who do you think he's going to connect with? I kind of had the feeling after watching today's that it was going to go towards um, Brittany's character. He seemed to be impressed with her.
6: Yeah. Elena. Yeah. Honestly, I think, you know, I I think short term that might be something, but I and I really think it'll be a very bad storyline to tell, but I think they're going to play with, the Noah Tessa and Mariah thing again.
1: I thought about that too.
6: I Are did too. Two? You know, I, I, again, most folks that listen to our show know that that I can't see very well. Um, if I need to really try to see something I need to look through what's called a monocle and try to pause and but everybody talked about the look um across the across the room.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: A- and just that whole the whole vibe of those couple of scenes. Uh, And just the way that things are going, Mariah, you know, is going to spiral out into something else. Tessa may turn to Noah for just an ear, or it just might be that the thing that soaps love to do is that the person just keeps turning up in the orbit, even though it's not the person that they want to see, but they just keep, you know, at the coffee shop, you know, waiting for the doctor, et cetera, et cetera. you know, I I get the feeling that they're just going to play with that story again. And I really hope they don't.
2: I hope they don't because that would that would hurt his. That would hurt his sister, and I don't think he wants import- to do that. More
6: importantly, I I don't want them to play with LGBTQ. Like you know, like it's a fence that you can hop back and forth from side to side. Yes, exactly. Y- you know, y- yeah. I I just really don't want them to go there.
1: But the thing is, they that might only be a temporary thing, if it does happen. And you know what I I don't mind temporary. You know, as long as, as Mariah and Tessa get back together and you know, but that would be Okay. We, we what can't I would have love? Hap, we don't have happy characters for forty years, you know what I mean? There's always no, gotta be
6: something Right. But I don't want him to find love with Tessa. What I would love is if they, you know, because of everything going on with Mariah and, and various other parts of the family, that they just connect for a brief period. Right. And right, then, that's what I'm boom, saying. Mariah mm-hmm. and Tessa get the kid that they actually mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't right, want Tessa, the love to it. be like, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want it to be suddenly now, He, you know, he's in love with Tessa and she realizes, oh, you know what? <laughs> this whole thing with Mariah was just you know a season of my life i uh, you know i'm back yeah. to being straight yeah. yeah yeah no i agree with that mm-hmm. i agree with that but if he if he happens to knock her up i wouldn't mind that at all
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah cuz you know how bad
6: Mariah wants a kid so right i could see right. that happening let's jump over to poor charles before we run out of time
0: yep uh-huh.
6: <sighs> okay did anybody see yesterday
1: yeah, I didn't yeah. see today's.
6: I can't believe I'm about to say these words, but I'm still done with Nicholas. I'm done. I've tried for the last. What's he been on a year and a, a year and a month now? Yeah. About, uh,
2: maybe a little going for two, maybe. I, I've tried
6: to you know to to wait and hope for the moment where he finally kind of snaps back to the Nicholas that he was for, you know, 11 years.
2: <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm done. Are I, they, I have a question. I have a question. Yes. Are they reconning the thing with Hayden again? Because first they talk about that he was responsible for Hayden. Now, then he wasn't. Now they're bringing back. Well,
6: he always was. It wasn't that he wasn't responsible, it was that he got away with it.
2: And now that he's talking to that guy, the bartender in Crete, the same one that Victor is talking to, I was wondering if he's been in on the whole Drew and uh, Drew thing, too.
1: Well, it made me wonder, too, how involved he is when he was talking to that bartender, but it might just be the one storyline. But he probably... What made me what think, though, too. Him? Well, what, what made me think, him? too, is that he knew that Victor was alive and didn't tell anybody. Exactly.
6: Yeah. Exactly. And who financed him for the... For, what was it, three
2: years? Mm-hmm. Well, um, Probably Victor.
6: Exactly. Uh, who financed him for the three years that he was dead? He couldn't access his. – first off, he couldn't access them because balancing had already taken them, but who financed them for three years? Where was mm-hmm. he? Who got him well? They never explained any of that to us. You know, yeah. it, it really – you know, now, this is the first time I'm actually thinking about this, but it really actually annoys me that at some point, you know, Ava, Laura, uh, uh, you know, nobody actually was like, how did you live? Where have you been? Who helped you get well? It was like, oh, you're back, thank God. Why did you stay away for three years? No one ever actually thought to ask him, you know, where were you and, and who gave you money for three years?
1: Well, he gave the why, but he didn't give any of the rest. No,
6: exactly. Well, no, of course he gave the why, but who would be mm-hmm. satisfied on this call? Who would be satisfied right. with, just the, with just the why? No. No. Um, But no, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. That, that's not a I'm wondering. It, well, David, I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean to poo-poo on you. It, but it, at it's this okay. point, knowing soaps, it's not a I'm wondering why. It's when are we going to get the rest of the information? Because mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. he's been involved with Victor all this time. Now, right. is or isn't Victor biologically Valentine's father?
1: Well, so he says he is. We don't know yet he for sure
2: exactly we don't know for sure that's why that's why when this happened when he when he came out with it it was it was like it was like a, a non bomb so i would like i said i was expecting more of a revelation with that so that's why i'm still on the fence about if it's true or not hmm.
1: Well, what do you think I don't know. Uh, now? Without without now seeing today's, I don't know if Alexis uh, has made any decision one way or another. Because to me, it seemed like he offered her a get out of free jail a jail free card. Um, you know, if she shuts up.
6: Right. Well, she immediately told Sean today. Oh, so. Oh.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
6: Sean
1: yeah, told
6: no. her to take the deal. Mm. Hmm. I think she should take the deal, too, quite honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and um, then she can work with Sean to get the truth.
6: So who else do we think is being held? I'm pretty yeah. damn sure at this point it's Hayden.
2: I do, too. Yeah, I thought. The lady who screamed down the hall from Drew? uh uh-huh. Yeah. You know,
6: yeah. and it was a great red herring for Holly, but, obviously, she just got married. She's dealing with long COVID symptoms. It's not going to be Holly. I, I'm sorry, fans out there. I want to see how I do. I really yeah. do. But yeah. she's dealing with long COVID, and she just got married. It's yeah. not Holly. Although, let me ask this, David, Panda, uh, Carolyn, uh, David, Pam, would you mind a Holly recast? Uh, I think I would. It depends.
1: I think I would. Um, I I I don't know. I, um, that's a really
2: temporarily mm. maybe. Unless when, when she returns, if if there was a if there was any chance of her making it to, and maybe not available, and well, just until Well, to, that like,
1: to me that's like recasting Jeannie Francis. I mean, Holly is General Hospital to me.
6: Holly is General um, Hospital. Yeah. You can't recast Anna Fanola-Hughes. You can't recast Mm -mm. Laura, Jeannie Francis. Mm -mm. You know, you can't recast Nikki Newman. There are some characters that you just really can't recast. I don't think Holly could be recast. Um, And obviously, with everything going on, you know what's going to happen. We're going to see a great date between Elizabeth and Finn. Um, You you know, oh, whoa, we got to talk about Jess. But, you you know, we're not going to see Hayden. Until the end of November, and it's gonna be it's gonna be Hayden there, and she's gonna swoop in and cause a whole new line of of uh, of story.
1: Yeah, I mean, but it's no sense bringing Hayden in now when Finn and Elizabeth are only kind of thinking of it. each other in a relationship. You know what I mean? It's got to be a full
6: on relationship, and then here comes Hayden. So what I'm what I'm hoping for, which I don't think we're gonna get is I'm hoping for that at, as this grief slash creep storyline, um, you know, sort of goes into the next phase, I'm not going to call it a wrap up, that the woman who is screaming down the hall gets moved somewhere else. And that part of this whole Jeff thing is maybe somehow or another Hayden got word to Jeff before she was, or whatever. Um, but other, you know, okay. other, I, let me read, let me. Reed back for a second. What's going on? Why is Jeff suddenly in the in, you know in the orbit? I know.
2: It's got me. It's got me hoping because I never I never got to see Richard Dean Anderson in the role at that time because I wasn't watching at the time. So I he is core to me. I think he's core, and I'd like to see whoever it is come back. I well, hope, I'm hoping it's true.
1: Richard Dean Anderson because I can't imagine anybody else playing Jeff. But um, at this point, any part of Elizabeth's family coming back
5: is uh, about time.
1: Let's put it that way.
5: Yep, Anna, Valentine,
2: Robert. I'm beginning. I'm growing on Anna and Valentine. I'm growing uh, not even I'm growing. I
6: I've been on an Valentine for a while. Me too. I'm I'm really saddened that they completely and utterly and totally dropped the Olivia Robert friendship. Hmm.
1: Well, there's With, still a chance. You know, I mean her, her and uh, her and Ned are not getting along because of this Leo
6: thing. And she even asked him for a divorce. I know. She did. And that's why why I wish that they had continued the friendship, at least a couple of interactions here and there. You know, yeah, you know, I I, I feel you. I've got to stay away from you because I want to concentrate on whether or not I can pick up the pieces of my marriage kind of thing. You know, and then, boom, Mm -hmm. she needs a soldier to cry on, and there's Robert.
2: Yeah. Right. And I, I, I have a question yeah, for you, oh, Pam. 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 Yeah. I have a question for you, honey. How how do you feel that uh Leo's story is reflecting on you? Because I know you're close to this subject. Are you looking forward to more more of it?
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to more of it because it's a, a relevant subject and it should be something that is brought to light and for a lot of parents that are in denial, like Olivia is.
6: I'm I'm all for it, um, absolutely all for it. I, I'm loving, you know, if they're going to tell the story, I'm really loving that they're that they're going to do it. But I remember the bullying storyline with Charlotte and um, Aiden. Yeah, You know, I remember the Aiden possibly being gay story. Mm. Um, yep. So I'm loving the fact that they're, you know, that they're addressing the topic. But, you know, in a year or a year and a half from now, I don't want them to source him and he's going to be 17 and he's perfectly normal and trying I'm sorry. That's oh a no, bad way no, to they it.
1: got. They have to carry that through. Absolutely, they, they have to carry, carry that through. Throw.
6: But yeah. the
1: thing is, there's different uh, levels of autism, so there's also a good possibility that he's not going to be like he is now later in life. So you have to remember that because there's no, some with
6: if we see a complete progression, I'm fine with that. You know, yeah. but if, if, if he goes off canvas, so to speak, you know, if he gets locked in Grandma's or, Grandma Audrey's attic for a couple of months or a couple of years <laughs> and suddenly comes back, and this isn't part of the storyline, I'm going to be really upset.
1: Yeah, no, they have yeah. to show how, you know, you help somebody with autism, a child through adult and uh, have them progress throughout life. Um, as long as they
6: don't see, stick him in, me? as long
1: as they don't stick him in any attic, that's what we should see.
6: Yeah, yeah. What annoys me is that up to this point, um, Brooklyn, Ned, uh, nobody has turned around and said, but the, no, there's not a single two, aut- you know, autistic cases that match each other. It's a spectrum. They call it a spectrum for right. a reason. Every right. single case is its own case. All right. we want to do is find out what we can do to make life easier
0: mm-hmm. for
6: for Leo to navigate. Like yeah, really, you exactly. Know, it's all about the explosion and then the walk away rather than the, you know, trying to talk it through. And I don't really like, what they're doing with Olivia as far as the complete Olivia we have not 60 a, seconds know, sorry go ahead all right no I was just gonna say Olivia's not a I'm gonna close my eyes and pretend like this doesn't exist woman so I, I'm I'm a little bothered by that they, they won't Me they too. Didn't write it that she'd at least mm-hmm. talk it through with him even if in the yeah. end she said no that's not my kid yeah she just wouldn't even talk about it at all and that's not Olivia all right I'm, folks
1: I'm a hundred percent behind you yep Everybody, yeah. enjoy the evening, and we'll see you next time, which will be in November. Thank you again to our guest, Brian James. We love you. We can't wait to see uh, Bloodbath, and be sure to go to bloodbathtv.net to pre-order or get it on November 12th. And thanks, guys. It was a blast uh, having you. And, uh, Candice? Happy Halloween. Uh, yeah. prayers, prayers for your aunt, and we'll see you next time. Right. Bye. Happy Halloween, everyone. Day.
2: You too. Have a great day. Thank weekend. you.
1: You too. Bye-bye. Bye,
2: Bye everybody.